0: Hey everybody it's a new week here on the ohioan podcast craig shop with you and since it's a new week that means we're talking movies with bob garber our new york city film critic bob how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great happy tuesday and greetings from myrtle beach
0: all right so bob is uh in the fun and sun while uh us northerners get to uh, experience a little cold spell here in the fall so Bob, uh you had a chance to watch uh maybe one of the most anticipated blockbusters of the year Dune. Tell us about Dune and what did you think? Well, um Okay,
1: Dune uh stars Timothy Chalamet as uh Paul Atreides who is the son of the uh Duke uh yeah, the Duke Atreides. Um and they go to the uh Mysterious new planet. Hang on, I had this written down somewhere. Dune planet. Okay, uh, Dune planet. House of Atreides. And... Uh, the duke is assigned to take over the troubled planet Arrakis. Arrakis, uh, and uh, take over its spice production from uh, from an, an evil house that's, uh, I guess, being deposed by an unseen um, emperor. And uh, they're supposed to take over the uh, planet's spice production. Um, but they have um, a bunch of, the family has a bunch of conflicts with, with the uh, previous house and the uh natives the hostile natives and um and also from the sandworms that uh that travel throughout the planet and are uh, carnivorous
0: now have you uh, ever seen the original dune the 1984 david lynch uh, bomb
1: i have i have um never seen it myself but i understand it's a legendary disaster
0: yeah it is it is a disaster um, obviously, there's a lot of high expectations uh, with this, not just the cast, uh, but uh, Denis Villeneuve is directing. Obviously, he's you know fresh off of a, of a great streak where he's had Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Sicario, Prisoners also. Um, how do you think uh, this film fares with this all-star cast and also a really hot all-star kind of director right now behind the chair?
1: Well, the good news is that the visuals are great. A lot of cool spaceships. Uh, The desert scenery is used to its fullest effect. Um, This one is going to to win some Oscars for its visual effects. Okay. And and maybe its um, sound effects as well.
0: But is that about it then for Dune? Is it uh Yeah, that's
1: a, that's a, that's about that's about as good as things get in Dune. Um yeah, I wasn't really drawn into the characters, wasn't really drawn into the world. Um, you know, I think of you know, something like Star Wars, which this movie um, you know, obviously really wants to be. Um, and I think of how easy those names were to remember. Um right. Han Solo. Right three words Princess Leia three syllables luke skywalker i think is the is the longest name you have to remember uh for (laughs) star wars and that's a that's a pretty easy one um you know this movie you know atreides and arrakis uh and so many other character names they're they're just they're just hard to keep track of and they're used constantly throughout the film so i i wasn't drawn in by that and um
0: unfortunate i'm sorry go ahead bob
1: and the, and the acting is pretty wooden, too, um, okay. with, uh, yeah, Chalamet doesn't really offer much in the way of a lead, um, and his parents are, are kind of wooden as well.
0: Well, sort of a disappointment to hear, obviously, a lot of high expectations. It did make about 40 or so million dollars at the opening weekend box office. Obviously, you can also see this, uh, the same day release on HBO Max um what's your final grade for dune c okay All yeah right.
1: I, this wants to be a big franchise starter um and it'll get it'll get a sequel but i don't uh i don't see too many people following it for, for, to a sequel could be wrong and i was wrong about the lord of the rings and that also had a lot of uh, complicated names that i had a hard time keeping <laughs> of.
0: well that was just uh long as well the lord of the rings uh franchise yeah. long in general, but yeah, you're right. The names also. Um, so, okay. Um, you know, obviously I, I think there's, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're starting work on Dune part two. I know that they also have a sisterhood show that's in the works at HBO max. So it looks like the, the Dune franchise is going to try as they might. Um, like you said, though, may not be something that gets to that third or fourth film or whatever they want to ascend to um all right bob well uh kind of disappointing to hear that i'll still check out dune um but uh, now yeah, gonna...
1: director is uh is on your top five list yes
0: yeah well you know sometimes they make bombs and sometimes movies just don't work and i get that you know that happens so uh we'll still i'll still check it out just to see what uh what's what all the fuss is about um but obviously a, li- a lighter week uh, this week for releases uh we're going to do a, a top five again uh, as we do uh when those movie releases don't fill it out for Bob. Uh, this week we're looking at horror movies, correct, Bob?
1: Horror movies, that's right. All
0: right. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I have to say, horror movies are not really my my big cup of tea. I mean, I'll, I'll watch a horror movie, but uh, generally speaking, um, not overly... You know, scared or, or overly impressed with horror movies all the time. So my list will probably be a little bit different, or probably will seem a little bit different to some people. Um, number five on my list, I felt like I had to start with this because um, it's also sort of a commentary of what I think of most horror movies. It's Shaun of the Dead. Now it's not overly scary. It's there are a couple of jumps and scares and things like that because of you know, how they frame things. But, you know, Shaun of the Dead is a horror movie that's trapped in a comedy or it's a comedy trapped in a horror movie, whichever one you prefer. Uh, But I think it's kind of a nice commentary of how I view horror movies, where I don't really scare all that easily. So I tend to laugh at things that go on, you know, that are going on on screen in certain horror movies or most horror movies, for instance, not every horror movie, but uh, that's sort of the way I think about horror movies. And I think, Shaun of the Dead was maybe a perfect uh, movie, even though it may not be the greatest horror movie out there. For me, it it blends in the elements of the zombie movie, which are usually terrible. I do not like zombie movies at all because the characters, the villain of the movie is just impossible to care about because it's a zombie. They don't do anything, essentially. So Shaun of the Dead kind of flips that genre on its head and uh, has a lot of fun with it. Um, And, you know, that... It just was kind of pure magic for me, just a lot of fun. Um, Number four on my list is uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Obviously, this is more of a social commentary, you know, psychological horror type movie. Um, But the acting's fantastic. Um, It does provide some bone-chilling elements as well. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya gives a great performance in this film. And and really, this is the movie that put Jordan Peele on the map and uh, definitely in, in all the best ways. Um, Number three on my list, probably a little bit more of the traditional route for the horror movies, and that's The Blair Witch Project. Um, I watched this in 1999, and I was sort of um, not blown away necessarily, but nearly blown away. And and it was kind of bone chilling and scary at times for me. And, um, you know, being a little bit younger at that time, sort of a teenager, it did kind of, uh, you know, shock the system a little bit every once in a while when you're seeing some of this uh, stuff on screen. And I think the, you know, settings in the woods really kind of gives you this uh, lonely feeling um, and definitely brings some of the scares. So that's probably the most traditional, one of the most traditional movies on my list. Um, at number two, I have Jaws. Now, this is another one of those movies where it's not necessarily your traditional slasher film or horror film, but you know, certainly when you have a a great white shark as your main villain, um, it's probably one of the scariest villains of all time. Even though it says no words, the entire film, but the nineteen seventy five Spielberg classic um, does leave you with a lot of fears about going into the water after watching. Um, and number one on my list is probably another one of those classic horror movies, although more um, maybe dealing more psychological, but also in that physical. Since the Shining from 1980, uh, one of Stanley Kubrick's best films. Um, just another one of those creepy, eerily, distraught kind of emotional roller coaster rides that you kind of take in the film world. And those are kind of those films that I really kind of gravitate towards uh, is more of maybe the psychological thrillers and things like that because the slasher full-on slasher movies like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Or, you know, Elm Street or, you know, Michael Myers or whatever it may be. Those movies, uh, you know, I tend to get a little bit bored with after, you know, the 50th kill. So um, that's my list, Bob. Uh, What did you think? And then you can go right into yours.
1: Uh, There's only uh, there's only one overlap uh, on our list. Um, I would have never thought to include Shaun of the Dead, but that's a uh, that's a great choice because it's technically a a horror movie, I think. I think it kind of
0: tells you, I'm not a horror movie fan, but Shaun of the Dead, very funny and sort of in that genre, but.
1: Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, it's probably, it would probably, if I had thought to include it, it probably would have been, you know, maybe as high as number three on my list. Okay. Um, Okay. So uh, my list uh, begins at number five with your number one, The Shining. Okay. Okay. I saw this when I was pretty young and I didn't, I wasn't mature enough to understand that I was supposed to be, um, as, un, as creeped out and unsettled as I was. I thought it was just, um, you know, boring most of the time, but, uh, now, now I know that it all goes into to building the unsettling atmosphere of the movie. Uh, the only thing that really freaked me out at the time, uh, was the, um, was the twins. Now I, I knew about the twins and their initial appearance, that they're kind of, uh, off. Uh, I did not know that they were, um, that they would be, uh, juxtaposed with a scene of incredible violence that took me off guard and that kind of, um, disturbed me in a way that, uh, that made me averse to the shining yeah. for a while. Uh, number four for me is Alfred Hitchcock's psycho. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I, this is another one going in. I knew about the big scare, um, and so you know it didn't really bother me that much. But then later in the film, when there's a a reveal of a skeleton, um, probably the the best creepy looking skeleton I've ever seen in a movie. But uh, that uh, that took me off guard, and that made me a lot more scared of Psycho. And also, uh, you know, it's it's got that great uh, that great trailer. Yes. The, the greatest trailer of all time with hosted by Hitchcock. Uh, it makes you really um, excited, really makes you appreciate the detail that went into making the movie. Um, number two is a, is a personal choice that isn't going to appear on a lot of people's uh, lists, but it's the conjuring two.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, this is the movie. I, uh, you know, we get more Annabelle, we get, the introduction of the demon Valak, uh, aka the nun. Uh it, it's just it's just a demon that wears a habit. It's not a it's not a real nun. Although the, the thought of an evil nun uh got me uh got me kind of scared. But uh and, and the biggest scare in that movie, it isn't even it isn't because even because of Annabelle or Valak. It's just a uh it's just an old man that appears from out of nowhere, and it turns out he's harmless. But he made me jump a mile in my seat in the theater. So, so a lot of good scares in that movie. Uh, a lot of fun to watch in a big group. Uh, for number two, I have Scream. Um, okay. The Ghostface mask really scared me as a kid, um, which was a shame because the, um, you know, I grew up in an era where a lot of people wanted to be that for for Halloween. Right. But. Uh, when Ghostface turns around and makes his first appearance to Drew Barrymore, oh, that is a scene that still still makes me jump a little.
0: Right.
1: And uh, and and like Shaun of the Dead, it juxtaposed comedy very well. Sure, not yeah. um, maybe, maybe not to the degree that Shaun of the Dead did, but um, you know, it was a uh, it was a meta movie at a time when there weren't a lot of meta movies around, and it uh, did usher in a new. Uh, era of meta comedy, right um before i get to number one i want to pay tribute to a film that is not a horror movie but still uh scared me very much as a kid and that is raiders of the lost ark uh okay. between the snakes which i am definitely afraid of and of <laughs> course the the face is melting at the end tremendously scary film yeah. um, could could have made the list if i uh if I considered it a horror movie and not uh not adventure movie with a lot of scary elements. Right. Um, and after that, I am brought to my number one, and that is the original John Carpenter Halloween. Okay. Michael Myers gave me sleepless nights as a kid. I cannot uh, stress that enough. And it wasn't even, it wasn't any scene from the movie. It was just, it was just a picture of him Holding a big knife in front of a pumpkin. Uh, it's a uh, picture that is still used today to uh, to you know sort of represent the movie. It's a great choice. Uh, just um, and then when I saw the movie, I, you know, with Carpenter, I saw how well directed it was. Um, how it's uh, very great at uh, you know following a layout and a system. Very well organized. Carpenter, of course, wrote that great score and uh, just a just a triumph of, you know, what you can do if you have a great filmmaker, uh, even if he's working with a small budget.
0: Sure, definitely. All right, Bob. Well, great list, as always. Do, uh,
1: Do you want to throw out any honorable mentions?
0: Hmm. You know, I have to say, and this is this is a movie that I don't know that anybody else finds to be eerily scary, but the orphan kind of scared me a little bit. Um, With it was, uh,
1: Peter Sarsgaard,
0: yeah, and the um, the the movie is just kind of scary because you know it's it's supposed to be this family getting this young girl, and they think it's this young girl that. Um, you know, or orphan, I should say, not be orphan, but orphan. Um, the 2009 movie, um, but yeah, you know, uh, Vera Farmiga, who you know appears in a lot of horror movies. It seems like these days she's um, on the and, too. Yeah, and uh, Peter Sarsgaard, uh, Isabel Furman is uh, the the girl who's a actual at that time. I think she was a late teenager playing this young child, but she looked the part. And then, of course, the twist is that. Um, she's not a young girl. She's actually an adult woman who um, is there to wreak havoc. So that was a movie that, of all the traditional, like especially maybe modern scary movies, that probably scared me the <clears throat> scared me the most because of the. Again, it's it's not necessarily the physicality of her killing anybody. Like I've seen kills in movies all all variety. It's, it's the psychology that. You know, you've been duped by this woman who looks like a a young child, and then all of a sudden she starts acting adult, and it's just creepy. uh, It's a very tremendous performance by Isabel Furman, who she was also in uh, the Hunger Games movies as well as a a secondary character, but um, that was a movie that probably... You know, if I if I didn't want to go with maybe the best of the best, you know, some of the scariest of the scary, you know, Orphan probably would have made my list. Although I don't know that it would have bumped out Shaun of the Dead because I just wanted to include Shaun of the Dead because why not? I love um,
1: that you include Shaun of the Dead.
0: Yeah, but Orphan definitely was one of those honorable mentions where I've thought about it in the past. That that's one of the scarier movies that I can recall of recent memory. And like I said, I don't really get into the slasher stuff because it's just... One kill after another, even though, like you said, you know, the, the Michael Myers, you know, knife and pumpkin and and, and that that's always creepy and scary. Um, but, um, yeah, Orphan to me was was one of those movies I probably could have put on my list. And, um, you know, maybe even uh, The Conjuring, I, I I don't remember ever seeing The Conjuring, too. I probably did. But I did like The Conjuring as well. Uh, that was another movie that, again, more psychological definitely jumped a little bit a couple of times for the conjuring so you know maybe the the babadook as well was another one of those movies that was sort of a indie indie kind of darling under under the radar the babadook was a pretty good movie too but uh, so those are probably three that maybe could have made the list and interchanged with some of these classics like jaws and get out and the shining
1: right right
0: okay well All i know right. we're well, taking well, happy halloween yeah, I know we're taking a week off next week, right? Um, yes, next
1: week we'll be taking a week off. Um, okay. So, uh, so for those of you who were dying to hear me review antlers or um, <laughs> or last night in Soho, uh, you're gonna have to uh, at least wait a week.
0: Okay. Anything else coming up the next week? Then I know last Eternals. night. Eternals. Okay. Yeah, Eternals, Eternals yeah. in two weeks. Okay, so we're going to take a week off, everybody, and then the next week we will be back with another blockbuster. Okay, Eternals coming out. Uh, A lot of uh, anticipation for that film. So, Bob, we definitely appreciate you stopping by, as always, and we look forward to uh, recharging the batteries after a week off and getting back at it.
1: Well, thank you very much, and uh, even at Myrtle Beach, this is the highlight of my week.
0: (laughs) All right, Bob, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
1: Take care.